Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, on this episode of the GH Report, it is week three of James Lodge Jr.'s country adventure. That means you're stuck with me again. We're going to be breaking down all the week's happenings in Port Charles next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, yes. That music means only one thing right now. That means it is the, it is time for General Hospital uh, GH Report. I know the name of the show, right? I think I've done it long enough. I should know it. I'm going to say it with confidence. It is time for the GH Report. I'm going to cut to this camera. Oh, my gosh. I forgot I'm here all alone, which means I can do all this sweet camera moves all episode long again because I know everybody enjoyed that so much for the last time I did this here. Welcome, everybody, to the GH Report. Of course, this is a show that breaks down all the latest happenings in Port Charles. Thank you for sticking around. I know we got a little bit of a late start today here, but we're going to make sure we get through everything that happened this week in Port Charles. I am your host, flying solo once again, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Lucretia and James, they are on assignment. Well, Lucretia's on assignment. James, of course, as you know, is, is touring the countryside, meeting Hardys, showing off his book, seeing fans, getting autographs, taking photos with them. You can follow everything on social media at James Lett Jr., where all James Lett Juniors are sold. Uh, that's where you can find him and see all the cool adventures that he's going, uh, getting himself up to. But he'll be back in here in July. But, I, of course, while I may be in the, the room alone, I am never alone, as long as I have Alexis Torres with me. What up, what up, what up? Look at that. It's a little crazy in the booth here, so I apologize if you hear noises. <laughs> How crazy. Always crazy. Oh, I think I'll turn over this way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like this. I, I got you. Yeah, I'm on top of these. Got me. These camera angles. Interesting. Yeah. I telegraphed that one. I saw that. that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so of course, folks, as I mentioned, we're going to break down all the latest in Port Charles. But you know what? I'm sure you, as as I mentioned, we got a little bit of a late start. So you're probably sitting there watching the computer, going, "Man, where's this going? When's the show starting?" You know, I'm kind of a little hungry. I want maybe want to go get something. But ooh, I don't want to miss a second of the GH report. So what, what are we going to do? I'm just going to sit here and starve. You know what? You don't have to do that anymore because you know what? Denny's, who, and who doesn't love Denny's? They've always been a place where America can come together and get their favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner dishes, serving our guests wherever they want, whenever they crave it. Now, Denny's has got Denny's on demand. You know, there's so many other places that do these kind of you know, home delivery food services there. Denny's has got into it as well. They're doing Denny's on demand. They've taken the same always open philosophy that is synonymous with their restaurants and applied it to online ordering, bringing access to their craveable dinner fare, diner fare, wherever their guests want it. Now, thanks to their new platform, guests have a quick and easy way to place a mobile or online order for takeout or delivery of their favorite menu items all day, every day. Pretty easy. Now, if you have your favorite Denny's dish available at your fingertips 24-7 and that wasn't enough, you know, they also partnered with Hulu to give their guests a free 60-day trial of the premium streaming, premium streaming service. For a limited time, users who place an order with Denny's On Demand will receive the complimentary Hulu trial and will be able to enjoy their meals while binging, uh, binge-watching thousands of hit shows 
premium original content, films, and much more. And you can also just also binge uh, past episodes of the GH Report. Who doesn't want to just dive deep into the GH Report archives? Just, you know, see all the cool shirts I've been wearing, all the awesome facial hair or hairstyle choices of James Lott Jr., uh, Lucretia Lyon constantly hating Sunny. You can watch her do that every single week throughout the year, too. Things you can also do while you're enjoying Denny's On Demand. Now, with Denny's new on-demand online ordering, your favorite dinners are at your fingertips. Visit Denny's.com and click to order online or download the Denny's app. So look at that. What a great way to be able to enjoy the GH Report with a nice, delicious Denny's meal. So, of course, folks, we're going to get into the GH Report here. Uh, not a lot of great things this, this week. Uh, <laughs> I guess if you've been waiting for a rant, you've got a rant coming for you here. Uh, we'll start off with stuff that I kind of liked. And uh, <laughs> I feel like I've already kind of set up my feelings for the week with that statement. Kind of liked. Uh, we've got the Nell and Michael storyline. So we get to see Nell and Michael hanging out, kind of getting a little closer. They go out on a date together. They go to a terrible concert. Uh, and they do that awkward thing where both of them, uh, it's their first date. Neither of them like what they're, what they're doing, but uh, neither of them want to say that to the other for fear that they're going to be hurting the other one's feelings. So we get to see them realize that they both felt the same way about this terrible music that they're listening to. Uh, and they, they decide to open up and uh, do a little, hey, let's, uh, let's share some, uh, some truths about each other. And Michael, of course, shares some stuff about, uh, I do like the one where he's like, hey, sometimes when I, I uh, I'd say that I'm at, a, I'm at a business meeting, I'm actually just taking a nap. Uh, Nell, a little reluctant to kind of share more intimate details of like some of her, you know, some of her stories from her past. Uh, I mean, given her circumstances, I mean, we pretty much know the main ones there. I mean, I feel like she's got the, the trump card on every kind of conversation that might be like, hey, let's share some secrets about our past that nobody else really knows about. The fact that uh, you know she has a kidney that's been you know sold out from underneath her from her from her uh, father uh, that pretty much always uh, is going to win in a room like that. But if for as much as Nell is driving me crazy with this whole, uh, you know, what's the deal? What's her real story in regards to Carly and Sonny? Uh, now that we're past that and we're just kind of uh, just kind of treating her as a character that is kind of looking for redemption, so to speak, uh, I've been enjoying the, uh, the, the partnership between uh, the relationship between her and Michael Cutting to start to develop. So, uh, so far this week, yeah, it's, uh, it's some pretty good stuff. I'll, I'll be curious to see now what Nell's going to be doing since uh, she's now working for Crimson. She's now the office manager. Uh, I know uh, Kirsten Storms is actually getting back to start shooting as Maxie, so she keeps getting name-checked fast and furious on the show, Maxie's character. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when she comes back in, and uh, then we can maybe hopefully have some more Crimson uh, centric storylines, which would be cool. So we could see uh, Nina, Nell, and Maxie all working together. That'd be cool. And we also have Dylan floating around there as the president photographer. So I'd be up for that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do like, though, that we had to make sure we get a, a special shot of uh, Nina just quickly mastering phone etiquette inside a, uh, an office situation. And then for some reason, then turning back to smile at Nina and Nina just smiling back at Nell and just for just like that really just like nice friendly bonding moment which was like oh, all right it's like oh my gosh look at she can answer a phone and she can do it politely so uh yeah maybe an unnecessary shot inside there i think we got the idea that uh, nell feels like she's finding a place where she can belong and anina completely can understand about somebody that's you know had a kind of uh, done some things that she's not proud of and is looking for a way to kind of better her life so it makes sense uh, especially given their previous relationship of uh, Nina basically almost, you know, pretty much kind of blackmailing Nell into wanting to spy on Valentine. Why that she would give her this chance to just being an office manager. So 
Kind of curious to see where this is going to be going, too. Uh, I feel like that may be the only thing that I really kind of enjoy this week. Uh, we also have a little bit more follow-up there with Ava. We've got her DNR being signed, where she does not want to be uh, resuscitated if they're, uh, through extraordinary means. We get to see Griffin coming over talking to Sonny about this. And, uh, man, Sonny has uh, zero compassion. I mean, uh, yeah, I can understand. Yeah, well... It's frustrating because they're really heavily blaming Ava for everything. And we've talked about this before, that what happened with Michael was certainly tragic, but it was a series of incidences that all came together, resulting in this terrible tragedy for the family. But they are really, at least Sonny and Carly, are really focusing a lot of it right there on on Ava's doing in terms of uh, changing the medication. And certainly that was not a uh, cool thing that she did at all. But I feel like, you know, there's many factors that were also leading into what happened to, to Morgan that uh, to, to keep focusing it so heavily on Ava uh, feels uh, undeserved. But regardless, you know, Sonny certainly is not going to lose any sleep if Ava happens to die due to the extensive injuries that she sustained from the fire. She's still sitting there in intensive care with the burn unit. Uh, she's going to have years, as we've as been talked about, of years of painful reconstructive surgery. Nina's not, uh, Ava's not really up for, for a life like that, and understandably so. That's, at least in the moment, can seem incredibly daunting that this, you think this is going to be your life. Now, you, it's hard to see beyond just years and years of reconstructive surgery, the, the, the pain, the discomfort, the, you know, how do you, you know, what is it like when you look into a, into a mirror, which Ava's done, and we don't see her face, but uh, we saw uh, uh after Epiphany took off the bandages and if we desperately wanted to see uh, a mirror and Epiphany's like, eh, maybe, maybe you shouldn't, but ultimately gave her a mirror and we don't get to see her face, but we do get to hear her screams. So she's clearly not happy. <laughs> and I can understand why after uh, having so much of her face, you know, disfigured during a fire, uh, I'll be interested to see, I feel like at some point we got to have the reveal of what Ava looks like. So we'll, you certainly don't scream for just like a you know a little bit of uh, markings on your face. So I feel like the the damage is going to be somewhat extensive to garner a reaction that Ava had. But Griffin goes and talks to Sonny about this, and of course Sonny uh, really he's not going to lose any sleep if Ava passes, and uh, turns it on Griffin where it says you know if uh, how can you can you feel like you can look at Julian, the person who ordered the death of your father and be able to feel like he is worthy and deserving of redemption. And, you know, it's, it's tough to be able to look at somebody that killed your father and you may not, uh, you may not like the gentleman, uh, or the person that's kind of done you wrong, but at least Griffin is trying to feel like everybody at least has, uh, a chance to kind of repent and redeem themselves. I, I definitely think that's given Sonny's lifestyle and the way that he, uh, you know, being in the mob, uh, there's certainly an eye for eye mentality. There is really no uh, giving, like showing kind of leniency or offers of redemption can be seen as a sign of weakness, especially in that kind of culture. So I could see why Sonny is certainly very reluctant to even think about uh, approaching it from that direction. But Griffin, the way that he was brought up and the way he's raised and being involved in the uh, the churchhood, certainly has a different way of looking at it. And uh, it's, it's certainly I don't know if. For, for many people, if it, that's, I think that's their hard, definitely the harder road to take to be able to look at somebody that has done so, something so terrible to, to you and your family and be able to look past that and, and offer them that opportunity to try to change their lives for the better. 
I don't know if I could do that if somebody did it to me, but certainly that's you know what makes us you know makes this very interesting for Griffin's character to be able to see Julian, uh, maybe not like him, but at least offer him you know extend him the opportunity to try to do something better with his life. Uh, Sonny's never going to do that with Ava <laughs> in no way, shape, or form. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where that takes Griffin and Ava's relationship. Uh, if they're at the rumors been talking about perhaps a kind of a relationship kind of building between the two of them. I could see why uh, Griffin may be wanting to stick around and give him a—I feel like Griffin is going to work better if he has something to work towards. And I feel like Ava and helping her through this whole process and maybe helping her try to become a better person given what's happened, uh, you know, at least the partial responsibility for what happened with Morgan may maybe lead to a, a blossoming relationship between the two. Uh, we also have some uh, some more with uh, with, with Charlotte— and uh, uh, Lulu and Dante. Uh, and I, what I did like about that is when uh, Lulu and Charlotte show up at Dante's uh, uh, at the police department and give uh, na- uh, give Dante his uh, cell phone after they uh, Charlotte found it in Rocco's toy bin. Uh, seeing that, hey, uh, as Dante kind of breaks down where where he's at, like, oh, this is my that's my desk. This is the the, the police department where I work. And Charlotte says, you know, this kind of looks very similar to the, the to the, the background of the where my dad shot that little video for me. And I like the fact that they didn't try to side direct it or kind of uh, deflect that with Charlotte. They, Lulu and Dante, were straight up about like, yes, uh, they, uh, Valentine recorded it right here. So I appreciated that moment of honesty with Charlotte that, you know, as they were honest about where Valentine actually shot that video. So I give them credit for that. Uh, you know, it'd be curious to see what's going to be happening when uh, uh, Lulu goes on maternity leave in real life uh, when she has the uh, the baby and she's off the canvas. Uh, whether maybe the, the family takes a vacation or something like that, or is Lulu just going to be kind of just talked about uh, off screen but never really seen on? It'll be interesting to see how that whole family dynamic works while uh, while she's off the canvas uh, dealing with her real life pregnancy. And I'm trying to think. I think that may be the extent for the storylines that I liked. So I feel like, as always, it's not going to be a GH report show unless I start ranting about some stuff. And uh, I'll start off with the minor rants here. And I know some people were tweeting about this too, as well. As let's talk about the uh, <laughs> the Sunny Carly uh, storyline where they head to Puerto Rico uh, because uh, you know uh, we've got some some uh, some holdings uh, over at the casino. We got to deal with the liquor supplier and all that. So. Sonny and Carly, because since Carly has the the, the ownership uh, ownership stakes of all of Sonny's properties, she needs to go there because you know she has to be able to sign over everything and sign the the papers from the uh, the liquor distributor. So, of course, we go over there and you know we get to see some flirting, some back and forth, and you know there's some kind of you know push and pull about like why we're really here. Is this a scam the whole time? Did you just kind of get me out here to try to see if you can kind of woo me back? And uh, of course, no. I mean, there you know, I'm, there's some of that happening, the flirtation and the connection that Carly and Sunny have. But, of course, they're really there to be able to sign that agreement. But, of course, you know, they can't just go away for a little retreat there without the ever-looming danger of leading a mob life, kind of following you wherever you go. And it all starts off back in uh, Port Charles where, uh, you know, where an old friend of uh, Julian's from the, from the mob comes in and talks to him. He's just gotten out of prison. He's reconnecting there with uh, Julian. Well, what happened is that this uh, gentleman's uh, brother was killed by uh, some of Sonny's men. And 
he's looking to Julian to help him to be able to set up Sonny so that he can get revenge and kill Sonny. So what I do like about Julian is that he sticks true to what he's been doing. He's like, you know, listen, I'm on bail. Uh, right now I'm on trial for, for my connections with this. I can't get involved in this. It's not going to go very well. And he at least was honest uh, with him and says, you know, I know Sonny's men. And they are not ones to just retaliate with for nothing. If they if they came after her and they did something to your brother, it was definitely something that they were motivated by because your brother must have clearly done something because that's why they retaliated. They just don't go out there and just kill somebody for no no reason. There had to be a reason that this has happened. But, of course, this gentleman doesn't want to hear anything about that and uh, is very disappointed in Julian for not wanting to help him you know, get rid of Sonny, who he knows is clearly a thorn in Julian's side. But I like that Julian... Played it upright. Uh, <clears throat> that he, I mean, he certainly. Uh, the more that we can just keep writing Julian away back, uh, how it was originally when he kind of stepped away from the mod to be with Alexis, the way we can get back to that and just do some different things with Julian's character. That is a character I feel like, you know, as much as they kind of, you know, uh, Sonny's never going to leave the mob. It's just it, it's too far ingrained into his character. Uh, and certainly the, the Jeromes have had a long history with the mob as well. But in terms of Julian and Ava, I mean, they're relatively newer to the canvas, at least in these incarnations, that, you know, I'm all up for anything you can do to get Julian away from the mob, as well as Ava. And for a little while, he actually did get out of the mob when he was first uh, involved with the Lexus. And then they dragged it all back in, and they went down this horrible thing, and they really just broke down and, and uh, just really uh, did some terrible stuff with Julian's character. So if we can get him back to that point where he was when he first was with Alexis and uh, they were first married and he was outside the mob, I would love that uh, just so we can get, as we've said many times, uh, just some different storylines with Julian that just aren't mob-related. The only way that, I feel like the only way we can actually start seeing some kind of uh, redemption for him, or maybe some some rooting chances to see him and Alexis together, is that you just got to get him away from just being associated with all these mob stories, because we we know where that goes, and we know as long as Sonny's on the show, no one's ever really going to get the upper hand uh, if, uh, on Sonny. So why even try to do this with 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 another character that is supposed to be a, 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 a on contract character? It's one thing to do like we have with the, this gentleman that reaches out to Julian. To have these people that kind of blip up from pop up from time to time, uh, and they're on for a day or two, three, you know, maybe a week or two run, and they were they're trying to go up against Sunny. It's easy to have them try to go and fail or whatever happens. Uh, well, we know what happens. Sunny never loses. So, uh, but you know, but it, there's like a quicker story arc to that character. They're there for a week or two. They try to get uh, the, they try to get a one up on Sunny. Sunny, you know, squashes that down. Usually, thanks to Jason showing up just in the nick of time, which we're going to get to in just a second. Uh, so I'm glad that, you know, they they had they didn't have Julian kind of dive back down there. And they keep throwing up these things. And I guess that's a good thing to be able to show at least Julian uh, sticking strong to his uh, decision to not try to go back into that way. He wants to try to steer, steer clear of that mob life. So I'm all for that. Let's get through this trial. Let's uh, let Julian, you know, get off, the, get off the hook. Or if he does serve time, you know. Hopefully they'll do something very similar to Sonny where he gets a chance to make good where he can also save the the governor's daughter from some terrible fate uh, from, you know, from being on a yacht that's going to explode. That'd be great. Give Julian the same crack, but then get him away from there. Get him involved in the business side. Let's see him do that stuff. Let's see him get more involved with Crimson if he wants or just whatever he's got with, uh, you know, uh, all the different holdings that he's got. Let's see him go in that direction. 
Uh, but because he's uh, you know trying to make amends, or at least trying to reconnect with his family as well, he tells Sonny, uh, tells Sam and Jason about what what he's heard as well. That somebody's out to get Sonny. He just wants to let them know. And you know you can buy, believe me or not. I know that you have plenty of reasons not to believe anything that I tell you. But I'm going to give you this information. Hopefully, you choose to act on it because I'm coming to you sincerely, letting you know this. But how you choose to react is uh, your own decision. So of course, uh, you know we've got that gentleman that's out, out to get Sunny heading out over to, uh, to to Puerto Rico. Then we of course we got Jason. Of course, he finds out that hey, oh, Sunny and Carly could be in trouble. Uh, I'm going to try calling them. Realizes that hey, they're not picking up the phone. I'm leaving messages uh, only for Michael to come by and say hey, yeah, they're actually in uh, Puerto Rico. And uh, Jason saying, you know what, I got to go save them. And uh, and he does. And I already like, I, I did remember the, the tweets that I got from a few people saying it's amazing, which it is amazing how fast time, uh, how travel works in a soap opera where you can you can be in Port Charles, travel to Puerto Rico, stop a, a gunman from killing your best friends, uh, then fly back to, to Port Charles all in one day. So that's what he does. And of course, when it comes to uh, Stone Cold, uh, yeah, Jason Morgan, he of course shows up just in the nick of time. And is able to uh, stop the gunman from killing uh, Carly. Uh, you know she's a lousy shot, and ends up as she does fire while they're uh, Sunny and the gun- that gentleman are fighting. The bullet just kind of shoots wide of them, and ends up kind of grazing Jason as he comes in to stop that that guy from killing both Sunny and Carly. So now all is well. They're Sunny and, and Carly are still in Puerto Rico. Uh, you know <laughs> and. Uh, Carly, of course, is starting to melt towards towards Sunny again. Being here, that stirs, stirs up a lot of memories, a lot of old feelings. Uh, and I, I do like as they're sitting there playing cards. Uh, Sunny, you know, just <laughs> not really sensing, can't really read the room. For as smart as he is, as a leader of a, a mob family, he, of course, as he's playing cards with Carly, says, "You know, this is how we should have handled our divorce," which is an immediate mood killer. Like Sunny, come on, buddy, you should be smarter than that. Immediately kills a mood with Carly. She's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's right. We are getting divorced. So way to go, Sonny. You dug yourself into a hole that was unnecessarily needed. But, of course, we're ramping up to them being back together. So uh, while all that's happening there, we'll, uh, we'll touch back on the Jason and Sam storyline as well. But we also have Jocelyn, who has been talking to Michael, is clearly you know not a fan of everything that's going on with uh, Carly and Sonny. But uh, decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna show them that I, can, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to have a party at the house. So we get to see Jocelyn's first kind of, uh, you know, parents are away, teenagers going to play kind of party. And her uh, best friend comes over. Hey, you know, we got a little bit of booze. Uh, you know, we can we can drink a little. We can, f- f- you know, fill it up with water so they'll never know exactly how much liquor we've drank. We've brought some friends over. We have some boys coming over. Oh, my gosh. You know, if we've got a hot tub. People get in the hot tub. But we do get to meet the, the person that Jocelyn's kind of had a, a crush on, a new boy in school. So uh, and he seems to uh, reciprocate those feelings as well. So it was kind of cool seeing Jocelyn in more of a situation like that. And it feels like this is not going to go the route where uh, all of a sudden she's in a party and it goes horribly wrong and she needs help. And of course, Carly and Sunny aren't there, uh, but Michael's still around town. I, I was thinking that they're going to be leading up to this party goes horribly wrong. Car- uh, Jocelyn's in danger, or something's happened, and Michael's got to step in and save the day, which is going to take him away from Nell's storyline. But as of right now, uh, you know, Michael's still with Nell. They're hanging out doing their thing, and it doesn't look like Jocelyn's party is going to go off the rails. So I'm thankful for, the, for that. So kind of going against expectations. I was like, all right, I know where this is going, but as of right now, GH has managed to kind of not go the, the cliche route. So hopefully they stick with that. 
But <clears throat> as I mentioned there, we've got, of course, the Jason and Sam stuff. And it is driving me bonkers, bonkers, people, that we're still... Uh, this whole thing with Sam is just... This is not a storyline that I am enjoying in any way, shape, or form. And it's frustrating that it, we, we get little bits and pieces of, uh, you know... Uh, Sam kind of saying something to Jason, but never really giving him the full deal. And man, that is my least favorite thing is like when Sam decides that she doesn't want to share what's really going on. She kind of keeps it to herself. And oh man, it is just not interesting to watch at all. I just can't, oh, I, I can't stand it. Uh, so we get to see uh, her uh, kind of uh, bringing a knife to bed with her, uh, waking up with a knife. And of course, she kind of passes it off with uh, with Jason. I'm like, just man, let's just start talking through this. Let's just be straight up with each other. Why are we playing around with this? I, I don't even understand this at all. And whether it is uh, like a, a kind of a combination of uh, postpartum depression and PTSD from everything that happened with uh, Olivia Jerome, maybe it's, it's a combination of those two. Uh, as Monica mentioned, the factor that, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, you, you, of course, you didn't raise Danny. Uh, when, when he was when he was first a kid, so you kind of came in uh, a little late to that process. So now you're basically raising a, a newborn from the beginning, and you also have Danny, your other son, too. So you're juggling a lot of stuff. Um, you know whether <laughs> you know, and Jason, of course, who knows what he's doing? You know, I because clearly there's no private detective work going on right now, and Jason's just kind of flitting around. I mean, although he doesn't really need to do anything, he's certainly got stock in EOQ. He's got you know, he's he's not hurting for cash whatsoever so he doesn't need to do anything but uh it does feel, it, it, it does feel like it's being painted that it's sam being so exhausted by all this as well as having possibly ptsd postpartum depression as well from everything that's happened but i just don't understand why it's like just talk to jason about this and so when michael comes over and uh first tells him of course that you know sending carly in puerto rico but he also says you know what i had an idea for you, you as well would you want to work at elq uh, be able to be a project manager, be gone for uh, weeks, if not months at a time on the road. And Sam is all for this because it gets him away from uh, Sonny's orbit, which, you know, you're not going to hear me disagree with that. I'll agree with Sam on that instance. I would love to see, I, I wish like the job hadn't been something that was going to just take him away for months at a time because it already sets it up as something that Jason, understandably, is not going to want to do because it, why would he want to be away from both Sam and the kids for that amount of, t- amount, amount of time? I wish it had been something that like didn't require him to travel, that he could just be at ELQ. So it makes it like a, a very enticing offer for Jason and, and a very obvious mood. Just so selfishly, we can just get him back involved in EOQ Holdings, get him more involved on in the business side. Let, let's have him interact with Julian in terms of a business sense, not in a mob sense, but corporate espionage or just corporate dealings and stuff like that. That would be better to see him doing, dealing with uh, Julian on those matters as opposed to mob matters. But anyway, it feels like uh, he's going to think about it. Of course, just, you know, as always, with every major offer from a, a big company. Uh, you know, the, the offer is not going to be on table for more than a couple of days. So Michael takes off, uh, you know, and Jason takes off to uh, Puerto Rico to save them. Monica, of course, uh, Monica's got the kids. Sam wants to go over there and also fly to Puerto Rico as well, too. And once asked Monica, can you watch the kids for a few more days? I get to fly to Puerto Rico as well. And I do like Monica at least saying, hey, you know what? You don't need to uh, do that because why would you go into danger and then put yourself in danger? And then who's going to take care of your kids? So I liked Monica. Monica was a voice of reason in that scene. Says, you know what? I've I've been involved in this for a long time. You're not going to scare me. Just be open and honest. Tell me what's going on. 
And it gets to the point, of course, which is so frustrating, and they always do this with soaps, that Sam is about to say something, and then, of course, the phone rings, and it's Jason, and everything's fine. But uh, we also get Sam starting to have these hallucinations, these visions. And <laughs> I don't know why they're going this direction, but it is, uh, it is sunny. Basically saying, hey, they're going to take your kids away. They're going to take your kids away. You're never going to get Jason from away from me. He's mine. You can never have him. And why they're setting up this thing where, where Sam is like now got this vendetta against Sonny is like, what? What is this? And I don't understand why she's having this as well. Uh, it's great. For, for as close as friends as they are, for all of a sudden now, for her to start having these kind of these hallucinations about Sonny saying, you're never going to be able to get away get them away from me and you know they're gonna take your kids away look out the these these hallucinations she's having are just terrible this is man again i why are they going this route let's get them focused more on private detective work get something where they can actually go out and do something together why are we doing this with sam this is not a storyline that isn't exciting me in any way and just for the fact that sam just won't say anything she mentions a little bit to, to molly it was great to see Molly but uh, and Sam have a scene together. But, uh, all right, so enough of that. So please, just, writers, just get Sam through this, past this. Let's just get them to doing something much more interesting because this is not a fun storyline at all. Uh, I mentioned Molly, and, of course, so we've got Aunt Stella back in town. And, of course, Aunt Stella, this storyline is also killing me as well, too. Because <clears throat> we got Jason, uh, Curtis and Jordan. Uh, Jordan wanted to come over and say, hey, maybe we should put a <laughs> – and I don't really understand the rationale of this. But uh, Jordan comes over to Curtis and says, hey, you know, maybe, maybe we, should, we should take a break, at least while your aunt's in town. So, like, what? That, that doesn't make any sense. So we're just going to stay away for a few weeks, maybe a month while your aunt's in town, and then we'll get back together? That doesn't make any sense to me. And I like that Curtis really was adamant. So, hey, you know, no, no, we're not going to be doing this. But we also have Aunt Stella finally find out. That, uh, of course, Sean is the real father of TJ and that Tommy is not. And that happens when she goes to visit him at Kelly's and uh, they, they run, he runs into, she runs into Molly. And Molly and her have a little conversation. And Molly doesn't know, of course, that uh, she doesn't know about the situation at all. So she just and, – and TJ never said, hey, don't say anything to Aunt Stella. So during the course of the conversation, she just reveals to Aunt Stella that Sean is indeed TJ's real dad and that Tommy isn't. And man, it's uh, this Aunt Stella, <laughs> just that uh, she immediately wants to go down to the, the PCBD and read Jordan the Riot Act, and it just like no sense of uh, you know just tact, uh, you know it's just she will just lay into her just in like in, in, in the middle of the precinct room, uh, and of course Jordan's like, hey, can we just go to my office and do this? And Aunt Stella's not having any of that. It's like what? No, no, I, everybody's got to know this so far is driving me crazy like so far it's there it's just two extremes with Aunt Stella either she's just really loving and, and caring in some moments with TJ and with Curtis and then the other when Jordan, Jordan comes in the room it is just you know from zero to 100 of like I hate you I hate everything about you I hate what you've done to to our family what you've done with uh, TJ what you've done with Tommy who are you why are you destroying our lives and just will not show any kind of like, hey, maybe I should just talk quietly about this or just, you know, respectfully in, in, a, in between the two of us. You know, it doesn't need to be in front of everybody, but she's just airing out the whole dirty laundry for everybody. So those scenes are getting very tiresome to me as well. Uh, enough with these scenes. Uh, please, let's just again, like this is the only storyline we've got for for Curtis and Jordan is just rehashing 
uh, what's taken years to get them back to get to get them together already. We're now throwing up another roadblock. Mentioned this again uh, last week and the week before. It's like, man, this is the storyline you decided to do. I don't know, understand why. We finally get to the point where a couple can be together, and then the first storyline you can throw at them is something that's going to keep breaking them apart. Like, what? Let's, you know, please, give, give them something else to do instead. So, like, for example, hey, have Curtis and Jason do a case together. Why not do that? That would be fantastic. Please, let's make that happen. But as we're getting to wrap up, I will say my number one rant for this week is the Manlander stuff. This Manlander stuff is killing me. This is it. And, of course, we get the scene that I I knew was coming and I did not want to see. And that is we've got Nathan and uh, Amy inside the publisher's room, uh, or the, the, you know, the book publisher, wanting to, uh, to do this deal. And I knew this is how this meeting was going to go, where, of course, they're going to go in the room and Amy's going to want to do all the talking because she's the one that's really doing all the writing. And Nathan really doesn't know much of anything. So, And, of course, the, uh, the, the publisher is going to say, yeah, well, 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 thanks, sir. You know, I know you're the manager, but I really want to hear from the real man land. And then we got to put Nathan on the spot. Like, how is he going to be able to navigate all this? And again, we have to hit the thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, he's so hot. We're going to put you on the cover of this book. And then we got to figure out, like, oh, wait, no, I can't be doing this. I got to walk back out of this because I'm a cop. We got to hit that same thing again. Like, we, we know the deal, Nathan. And please stop making Amy seem so, like, why do we have to keep rehashing this same beat that I can't do this, Amy? I, I'm a cop. We already know this going in. It's just. I did not want to see that meeting. I do not want to see this photo shoot uh, where Amy's great decision is like, hey, we'll do the photo shoot, but we want to keep it a mystery. Maybe you can see an eye of his, but that's it. Because uh, people, you know, he's, he's been promoted as a man of mystery. We should keep him as a man of mystery. And that's what's going to entice more readers into buying this book. I don't care. I do not care about this storyline whatsoever. And I'm like, this is what we've got for Nathan to do. Where uh, until, until Maxie comes back into town in a, you know, a matter of weeks. Which, who, I, as soon as she comes back, that'd be great. I'll, I'd rather see some Nathan and Maxie storylines. Please give Nathan something else to do because this storyline is a dog. I do not care. And, folks, if you're a fan of this, uh, feel free to chime away in the comments or in, in the chat. If you're a fan of this, you know, please let me know why you are a fan of the storyline because I do not see anything in the storyline that I care about whatsoever. It is killing me. So, uh, please. Do us, do us all a favor and just put this Manlander storyline out of its misery sooner rather than later. So look at that. You know what? I just got the – we got to wrap this up. Folks, I ranted and ra- – I, I don't know. I, I did a mini rave, a mini rave about the, maybe the Michael and Nell storyline, which if you would have told me that I was going to be raving about a Michael and Nell storyline uh, you know, just days or weeks ago, I would have said, you're a fool. But uh, given the storylines that irritated me this week, that was like the, a, a dimly bright shining moment here amongst the storylines this week. Please, uh, for all that's good, just just stop with the Manlanders. Please, 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 please. That's all I can say if you can only take one thing away from this. But, ladies and gentlemen, I have ranted and raved. I'm sure you're tired of this enough. You're just like, man, this is what we turned into to hear Frank ranting for uh, for 35 you know, minutes. Yes, unfortunately so. Sorry to do that with you, though. I had no counterpoints here with uh, James Light Jr. or Lucretia. So you're stuck with hearing just my voice. Thank you for sticking with me if you managed to do it this long. But uh, this is it. You know what, folks? We're going to be closing up the the shop on this week's episode of GH Report. But you know what? The fun doesn't stop here because you can like us on Facebook. We are just <laughs> – we're never going to reach 2,000 likes. But go ahead. If you, if you know somebody that wants to give us a like, go ahead. 
it's not going to put a dent in that the gap that we got to make to get to 2,000. But go ahead, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a, give us a thumbs up while you're there. And uh, thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Sorry we uh, got a late start tonight, but I uh, appreciate you sticking with us here. And I'm sorry we didn't get to do any phone calls, but uh, I think we'll be able to take care of that next week as well once we get Lucretia here in the mix. Uh, so I've been your host, Frank Brand. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Alexis, where can they find you? You guys can find me all over social media at Torres 890 Look at that. Thank you for everything today, Alexis. You are a delight as always. You make my job super easy, so no worries. <laughs> oh, she's just pretending. Once we get this, she's going to come in here and she's going to chew me no, out. No, I'm not. I swear. <laughs> of course, James Light Jr. will be back here uh, in the beginning of July here. Lucretia Lyon, you can follow her on, on Twitter and Instagram at Lucretia Lyon because there is only one. James Light Jr., you can follow him at James Light Jr. It makes it very easy for that. And, folks, thanks for sticking around here. For, we'll see you back here next week with another exciting episode of the GH Report right here. Did I get you? Right here on... No, you foiled my plans. On, uh, <laughs> on, AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.